Now, probably the blockbuster topic of the day. Not probably, it is. There, there's been a lot of talk, you know, speculation, speculation. Yeah, that Deshaun Watson is looking for a trade. And he has not come out and said this. The Texans have not come out and said that they're going to trade him. But where there's smoke, there's fire. And everyone is talking about Deshaun Watson being traded. He he was furious with the hiring process. He was mm-hmm. told that he would be a part of it, that he would have say, and he didn't. They basically lied and disrespected him. And he came out and said, when D-Hop was traded, my anger levels was at a 2. Right now, I'm at a 10. Interesting. I, I'm not going to lie. I would think that his anger would have been a whole lot higher than a 2 <laughs> yeah. when they got rid of D-Hop. Yeah. Uh, I mean, good for him for being well, able to control have, that. But <laughs> my only thing is that they may have communicated that to him, so he didn't feel like he was like blindsided and disrespected. Right. I don't know. I don't have any like facts on that, sure. but that's all that I can think of. Yeah. But people have experts have come out and said that the asking price for Deshaun is three first round picks with additional draft capital and maybe some other pieces. And quite honestly. The team that's set up for this kind of trade is the New York Jets. They have two first-round picks this year, two first-round picks next year. Think about that for just a moment, though. Three first-round picks for one person. Yeah. That's well, this, insane. This guy is an MVP in – yeah, he's he's an MVP in the he next couple He will change years. the Jets if yeah. he comes. He, I mean yeah. – like 100%. I said this to Trent before, like he he would be the best Jets quarterback since Joe Namath. Yeah, to to him. to put on the green uniform. Yes. Yeah, maybe yeah. Mark Sanchez, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll pretend that that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Watson led the league in passing yards last season. He had four thousand eight hundred twenty-three. That's the twenty-fifth most in a season all time. 654 away from Peyton Manning's 2013 campaign, which I think is like Peyton's campaign was the best that an NFL quarterback has ever done. He, he set so many records that season for him to be less than a thousand yards away from that with, with really nothing around him. You know, they got rid of D hop and the, the season was doomed as soon as the D hop trade went through. And this, this is a guy that fights, you know, yeah, I got nothing but respect for him. Mm-hmm. You know, he he plays. I mean, what was it a year, two years ago? Um, didn't he have the uh, collapse lung? Couldn't fly, but he took a bus to go to Florida or something to play the game. Wow. Yeah, like he. Yeah, no, he's tough. He yeah. is, you know, definitely. He had he had thirty three passing touchdowns with seven interceptions and three rushing touchdowns. This guy runs a four six, and he's so dynamic you watch his playoff game last year against the bills oh yeah and there was one play where he's uh at the near he's scrambling in at the near sideline and you know that he's going down he's about to be sacked and somehow just breaks out of it looking like eli manning in the 07 (laughs) super bowl about to throw the greatest play of all time to david tyree but like <laughs> no that was some play i do remember he's, that he's got the it factor he does and he and does. the jets i think if they're going to contend in the next 3 years not that they have to they can set themselves up for sustain for sustained success in the future and maybe not be in the playoffs the next 3 years but be in the next 10 you know 
But if they're going to contend in the next three years, they're going to need an MVP quarterback like Deshaun Watson that can perform and get you results with virtually nothing around him. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out, but it would be extremely exciting if the Jets were to land him. I would love to see it. Jess, as a as a Jets fan, would you want to see because like I said, the asking price is it's a hefty toll. It's steep. Yeah. Like if I'm if I'm the Jets, I would probably offer two or three first rounders, maybe keep this year's first rounder to to get like a uh the later one to get maybe a receiving threat or an or a lineman or something, but you know, would you would you want them to see them give up two, three first round picks, maybe a second and a third round pick, and probably Sam Darnold because they're gonna need a quarterback in Houston for you use that Deshaun. second pick for Fields. But I mean I don't know. True. Yeah. I mean the thing about Watson is he's at that perfect age right now too where he like he knows what he's doing out there and he's also young still. Yeah. So like, I mean, I would give up a lot for him because Whoever, no quarterback, I don't think in this draft is better than Watson. Lawrence might have the uh, might down the road, right. but, but not I mean, today. Yeah, and yeah. I and the Jets wouldn't even get him at, mm-hmm. either. So I mean, I'm giving up everything that we can. Also, though, I farm. think if we give away uh, that second pick to the Texans and we don't give up Darnold, we can trade Darnold. I think somewhere. For a pick too, and that for would a second be, or third, definitely. Yeah, I think that would be something down the road. And if we can hold on to that, also um, that second pick in the first round, mm-hmm. maybe also a good running back, uh, Najee Harris or Etn. I would love there. to see Najee in a Jets uniform. That would be pretty I'd fun too. Yeah, like it better in blue, but of we'll course, take green. of course. <laughs> I just don't see it happening with Saquon and the and Wayne Gallman, but I'd love Probably to see him in blue. That'd be great. <laughs> And we also have a ton of cap, so we can sign people, too. Yeah. We have, I think, one of the most. And also, Deshaun Watson's liking, I think, he's been liking Instagram posts about the, he did. him going to the Jets. Like, yeah, he did. No, he's 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 sending out all of the, uh, all the signals that he possibly could. And the mm-hmm. other thing is that yeah. he has a no-trade clause in his contract, so he can virtually pick where yeah. he goes, which is something to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. But Richard Sherman, on, also- what did you say, Jess? He also has a thing where he can sit out and like the, the new contracts that they just signed, like you're not allowed to like sit out anymore, really. Mm-hmm. But Watson can in his. So like Texans don't have as much of a like they're, they're not the heavy guys in this situation. I think it's Watson right. Yeah. Watson right holds the cards right now. So like if also if maybe Watson wants to go to the Dolphins instead and that's gave him the Texans this great deal. The Texans can't even do anything about that. So, yeah. No, that's See. true. It's nice to have leverage. Definitely. Now, Richard Sherman said on the Chris Collinsworth podcast, speaking about Deshaun, he'd say, I'd get out of there as quickly as possible. I'd head to New York. So Sherman, who's endorsed Robert Sala, wants to see Deshaun go to New York. And on and that also, same note, on that same note, I'm calling it now. I've, <laughs> I've been saying it the past week. But we haven't been talking about the Jets. The Jets are going to sign Richard Sherman this offseason. And he's going to be the best cornerback to suit up in green since Darrell Revis. And it's yeah. going to be great to see. 
I'm gonna I'm I'm loving it. It's everything's lining up too perfectly with the Jets' salary cap that they have right now, and the experience that Sherman has, and the camaraderie that he has with their head coach. They're gonna sign Sherman, and maybe if they do this trade and the Jets get Deshaun Watson, we could see Gang Green in the playoffs in 2022. I'm not gonna say 2021, but they could be in the playoffs the year after next. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. Here's another yeah, thing. I mean, that... we're definitely not. We're not competing for next year or the year after that, probably either. So, I mean, that's the biggest thing with the Watson. I think also you have to think about it's like his contract four years or three years, something like that. I mean, if we're not competing in four years, well, we better be competing in four years. Right, right. Like, <laughs> I'd be upset if as a Jets fan. Yeah. For the next four years, I'm just like, we're not going to win. <laughs> it's been like that forever. Yeah. <laughs> Now, Robbie Anderson, who was a pretty exciting uh, wide receiver for the mm-hmm. Jets, and they 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 let him walk, right? They It's not that they traded him. I believe they let him walk, and Carolina ended up picking him up, and he was putting up some outrageous numbers this year, and Jets fans were looking around like, what the heck, where was this? Where Why was did this? We let yeah. <laughs> Robbie Anderson came out and said, it was times when I was in New York that I honestly felt like I was losing my love for football, which is just crushing that you never want to hear especially about your own organization but this was also the adam gase jets i think that this is you know robert sala is he's that that's the spark that we talk about yeah i I do think it'll bring a a change a necessary change Mm -hmm. to gang green for sure because not only have they been the doormat of the league for too long but to have comments like that made about your organization it can't. You, that's rough. Yeah, that's rough. So hopefully this is the change necessary. I mean, Jess, how does that feel being a Jets fan and and and, and the guys that leave and are balling out are saying that about your team? Dude, I mean, I've, I'm living with him my whole life. <laughs> it's a, but I mean, at the same time, like I think everything that had that Gase has been a part of with the Jets, like I hated him so much as the coach that like everything has an asterisk. Sam Darnold has an asterisk next to him. Yeah, I, I think that Sam every, Darnold could be a good QB. Yeah. yeah, he. I mean, he probably could. I mean, if they, he's uh, if he's in like the Patriots system, he's not going to be the guy that holds you back. Yeah, yeah, unless he sees ghosts and then. <laughs> Right. For, and they're, they're in trouble. <laughs> Hopefully that doesn't happen again. Yeah. No doubt. Now, this deal is also perfect for the Texans in my eyes. The fact that they don't really have that much cap space right now, and they have virtually no picks. They traded for <laughs> Laramie Tunsil, David Johnson, and Kenny Stills. And they gave up a lot of they gave up a lot of capital and obviously D Hop. Mm-hmm. And they're in a place right now where they're kind of deciding whether to commit to a rebuild, which would be Deshaun Watson going through that trade area, or trying to win now with what you have. And to be honest, I think they were in every game last year. It's not that they were being blown out consecutively, but truthfully, I think too many times we see teams try and win now when they would be better suited committing to a rebuild. Well, they're an absolute mess. Yeah. I mean, you know, we just talked about the Jets and the situation that they're leaving. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, they're leaving it behind. Houston, I think, they're, they're, they're just walking in. Yeah. They're just getting started, and they really are a mess. Uh, I, I agree. I think they would, at this point, be better suited. Almost cut your losses, make the trades, and build up. 
and they're getting a new head coach and GM, I think that it would be in their best interest, honestly, to just rebuild from the ground up, acquire a lot of picks, get rid of your talent, you know, and, and just rebuild with a new young roster, open up some cap space, ship the uh, Deshaun to the Jets, and bring in some young talent that you can build around. I brought it up in the past on the Jets side of things about them drafting a quarterback, working with him, and they can still do that. That's still on the board. But the Texans can do the same thing if they if they ship off Deshaun Watson and try and, tra- and try and draft a QB at number two, which would be pretty interesting having picks one and two in the AFC South. But that's another that's a that's another conversation. But this is just a quick list of in the past ten or so years, Super Bowl teams who have made it with QBs on their rookie contract. Two thousand nineteen, the Chiefs did it with Patrick Mahomes. He signed after that, but for that season he was on his rookie deal. Two thousand eighteen, Rams Jared Goff was on his rookie deal. Two thousand seventeen, the Eagles made it with Carson Wentz on his rookie deal. Now, Nick Foles was the highest-paid backup quarterback and proved that he deserved that money that season. But regardless, Carson Wentz was having an MVP-caliber season before the injury. In 2013 and 14, Russell Wilson was the QB for the Seahawks on his rookie deal, and he signed the contract. 2014 was his last year on that contract. But they used all of that space to build the Legion of Boom. And right. that crazy Seattle defense that, you know, helped Russell win that Super Bowl. For sure. And the year before that, 2012, Joe Flacco was in his last year of his rookie deal with the Ravens. Interesting. And that was the year that Ray Lewis and Ed Reed and Terrell Suggs and just that crazy powerhouse Ravens defense yeah. did that, you know? That's and what they were known for their day. Exactly. Sure. And Flacco could stretch the field, but it was their defense that really just shut everybody down. What year was that? That was 2012. 2012. And the so year before once again, that. again, the Jets were about, what, eight years late? Yeah. In picking up Flacco? <laughs> <laughs> and then, and, you know, I, I have to add, the year before that was 2011 when the Giants won their Super Bowl with oh, Eli right, Manning. Right, Eli. But uh, <laughs> in, uh, in 2010... What's that? that? That's a good reason why Tom Brady was so valuable. He always took less money. Yes. yes. Like quarterbacks need, of course, are the most important, but like they, they're, they can't win it by themselves. Yeah. And, yeah. And Brady understood the value of building the team around you. Absolutely. I always respected that. And I know people, anybody that wants to, to argue that, wow, he didn't need the money. Look at what his wife does. And I don't care. The yeah. guy wants to win championships. Yeah. How much money do you actually need? Mm-hmm. Right? So for somebody to step back and go, look, I don't need all that. Bring me some weapons. Yeah. Bring me some linemen. Love it. it. And I think far too often we see guys not do that. Right. You know, and, and, and leave for more money. Oh, for sure. But the last example I have is in 2010, Aaron Rodgers, not quite the same. It was the first year out of his rookie deal. So he had just signed the deal. And in 2010 with the Packers, they had won. The Super Bowl. And so. that deal probably wasn't that substantial at the time because remember his first couple of years, he was still sitting behind yeah, Favre. So he, was, he, he didn't yeah. have those that rookie deal where he was playing all mm-hmm. four years. So I'm sure obviously his payday came far later. Yeah. But 
Interesting uh, statistics on that. You know, that's that's seven teams in the last ten years to make it to the Super Bowl with their QB on a rookie deal. I think it's something that gets overlooked. I'm I'm feeling it. The Giants (laughs) are next. Maybe the Jets or the Texans could be next. It's something to look for. Maybe the Jags with Urban, though. They're going to bring whoever they draft, I guess, Trevor Lawrence. That could be extremely interesting. I also just saw an article recently that was Marshall Falk saying that he's skeptical of Urban Meyer, saying that he's worried about Trevor Lawrence and or uh, Justin Fields, depending on who they bring in, because Meyer's college quarterbacks, including Chris Leak, Tim Tebow, Braxton Miller, JT Barrett, Cardell Jones, Dwayne Haskins, none of them are on an NFL roster, which is really interesting. That is interesting. Because these are guys who had a lot of hype coming out of college. Yeah. That were in Urban Meyer's system that didn't translate. Well, I guess we'll see how good a coach he is. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how his transition to the NFL does. Yeah, you know, I think uh, one of the previous podcasts you had mentioned how many successful coaches there yep. were going from college to pro, mm-hmm. and it was substantial. It was a good number. The flip side is you always have those that didn't quite make it, and. It's yet to be seen where Urban Meyer falls. Mm-hmm. You know, seems... I mean, Nick Saban didn't make it in the NFL. Yeah. Not to say absolutely. that he couldn't now. Right. But he found his niche in college football, and he, and he capitalized yeah. on it. And there were quite a few that, that fell into that category. Um, who knows where Urban Meyer will end up, hopefully for his sake, you know, for Jacksonville's sake. Yeah. He, he does land on his feet and do well, but. Yet to be seen. Speaking of, Jess, I know you're an Ohio State fan. I'm sorry for your loss in the national championship game. How how you feeling after that, bud? I'm over it now. I mean, I was happy to be there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I honestly, like, this Bama team is one of the best college teams I've seen ever, like, personally. So, I mean, if we had to – I wasn't shocked at all, but – I mean, Justin Fields got his stock up, so I was happy about that. Yeah. And Chris Olave, our, the number one receiver for the Ohio State, just uh, announced he's returning. So That's I'm big for them. That yeah. We actually posed the question the day after the game because Mac Jones said that if they win the game, they have the potential to be known as the best college football team of all time. Jess, I know that you're a big college football fan, maybe even more so than NFL do you agree with that statement? I mean, it's hard to to say they're not. Like, just to flat out say they're not the best team ever. Right. But uh, I don't know. It's always difficult. They're actually after 150 years. You know, it's, yeah. it's it's tough to make a decisive like, mark either way. Right. Yeah, they might be the best team that I've been alive to witness. No, it's it was a weird season. It wasn't like college football. Like college football was a lot of fun this year, but some of the talent was not what it was. Like there was like three teams at the top. The SEC wasn't what the SEC normally is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, there's so many factors. But I still I mean, think A&M should have been in over Ohio State or Notre Dame, but that's <laughs> a, that's something for another day. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just make it a more 16 team playoff. 18. Yeah, I'd love it. Make give it give it like a, a December Madness or something like March Madness. Okay, we yeah. could come up with some clever name trademark and make the NCAA pay us for it. 
I can also like <laughs> with college football. I don't really care about um like as a college football fan who wins the national championship. So like that's why I also don't care if they make it an eighteen playoff. Like to get to see some teams like if you had a eighteen playoff, you probably wouldn't would have a let's say Coastal Carolina as an eighth team yeah. instead of getting to see them play an actual good bowl game. If they played Alabama, good for them to get in there, but that wouldn't have been a fun game as a college true. football. Fan. Very true. Yeah. Very true. There were very few games this year that Alabama played that it was enjoyable to watch the whole game because yeah. they just yeah. dominated from the kickoff, you know, to the final whistle. You're like, oh, yeah, all right. So yeah. Now, what was interesting, I thought too, when Tua was there, he sat out the second half of every single one of his games because they were up that much. But Mac Jones, not because they weren't up, they were still winning, but finished out a lot of those games. You know. And that's true. I think what might have been different was when Tua was there, they went up by so much. Yeah. It was to keep him in at that point, people would be scratching their head going, what on earth? Yeah, yeah. Where this year, the games, the scores might have been closer in Mm -hmm. some of those contests. So you're like, "Ah, do we take him out? I mean, the score is only this. Even though Alabama would dominate the game, the scores weren't crazy like they were the year before. I don't think. Um, you know, I'd have to go back and check, but that's how it, it appeared. So I'm guessing maybe that's why they did that. I think it also, an unspoken little asterisk needs to be placed, uh, all respect to Mac Jones, but Tua sat out every single second half of that season. So a lot of Tua's records would have been far steeper than yeah. they were. 100%. Yeah. Just needed to, you know, put that out there. <laughs> give, give love to my boy Tua. <laughs> But Mac played great. No, definitely. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at NYC Sports underscore podcast and follow us or subscribe, however you're listening, whatever platform you're on, so that way you never miss an episode. Stay safe, everybody.